0: So the talk has been about Harvard and MIT and University of Pennsylvania and being in front of this congressional committee and Congresswoman Elise Stefanik asking the question. You know, you, you, you have students chanting uh, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. They're calling for genocide of Jews. Does this uh, run afoul of your uh, rules there on campus? And these college presidents with smiles on their faces said, well, it depends on the context. Genocide depends on the context. Every day on a college campus, it seems, you've got a mini Charlottesville going on. Remember Charlottesville, Jews will not replace us. And my commentary was, we don't want I'll, I'll speak on behalf of the Jews. We don't want to replace you, we're doctors. The last thing we want to do is wear those khakis and live in our mom's basement. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. But the argument was they were talking about uh, replacement theory, and this was this was anti-Semitism at its worst. But we're seeing it on colleges, on college campuses, and in downtowns all across America daily, and nothing gets said. As a matter of fact, Liz McGill loses her job at University of Pennsylvania, but Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, she gets protected even when it is clear she is guilty of plagiarism, which Christopher Rufo and others have done a very fine job of exposing and just putting the side-by-side data out there. But there are other things happening. Like at Butler University in Indianapolis, Butler University which is a private university actually engaged in investigation into the school's college Republicans because the college Republicans condemned a group called students for justice in Palestine, For holding these anti-Israel protests, this just days after the October 7th attack from Hamas, a terrorist organization, where they murdered and raped and beheaded 1,200 plus Israelis and others, including children. And for questioning what it is that this group, Students for Justice in Palestine, uh, uh, has done, there's now this conversation happening at Butler that they that the republicans the college republicans have overstepped and they're now they're now in the hot seat tony kinnett has been reporting on this investigative columnist with the daily signal and a radio host at my home station 93.1 fm wibc in indianapolis you hear him nightly uh, 7 to 8 p.m. um your your job uh, tony is is to find the stories, and and when you're in your world, the stories come to you. How did this story from Butler University come to you?
1: So I first heard about this protest that had been scheduled because it was days after the Hamas attack into Israel. There had been no retaliation from Israel, just the Hamas invasion uh, and the harm of civilians, uh, harm putting it lightly. And this Huge day of, of jihad was coming up, and so there was going to be this protest in Indianapolis, so I covered it live for the Daily Signal and WIBC. Walked around with my camera, filmed several hours of footage to kind of see what was going on, and then for the next couple of weeks, kind of nothing. And I get a message from the uh, president of the college Republicans, a young man named Aiden Konke, and he asked me uh, if he, I had a few moments, and he said they were under an f- official investigation by the Title IX coordinator at Butler, because they had put out a letter on Instagram condemning Students for Justice in Palestine, which sponsored and hosted the event and said that the university should abide by its non discrimination policy. They said they were being investigated, this being the college Republicans, for inciting harassment and violence. Towards Muslim and Palestinian students, now, and it had been going on at that point for five weeks.
0: Let, let, let's now take just a quick step back. This group, Students for Justice in Palestine, uh, as 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 you. Uh, have noted this is a group that's been suspended from other campuses, including Rutgers uh, campus, Rutgers University. I don't always know if I agree with those kinds of maneuvers, but there's no doubt that Students for Justice in Palestine, which I've talked about before, a leftist organization, a socialist organization, and very clearly, and your research bears this out, an anti-Israel, anti-Jewish organization.
1: Yes, the the things that were chanted by that uh, protest setting. Uh, The protesters at that rally are deeply anti-Semitic from the river to the sea, that ethnic chant. And also, in my opinion, the far more disturbing, not a victim, not a crime chant saying that Israel actually wasn't a victim. So therefore, the Hamas terrorists were not actually committing a crime. And they actually claimed that the GOP group at Butler was lying when they accused the protesters of saying that. But I have the footage of them chanting that that's why aiden originally contacted me
0: and so this this republican group then posts a letter saying this is wrong that's what they said this is wrong do you have a was there anything that you read within the the letter itself that could be construed as somehow threatening or was it just the exposing of what happened tony
1: in my opinion you can read the letter for yourself up at the daily signal uh, in my article, we post the full letter that was up on Instagram. The article condemned the actions as anti-Semitic. It accused the members of the Students for Justice in Palestine organization as celebrating the deaths of Israelis by chanting, not a victim, not a crime, and uh, then said the university should act according to its non-discrimination policy. To me, that's the opposite of incitement. If I ask the the authority organization to act according to their laws— Uh, If I ask, you know, someone to investigate and then carry out according to policies, that's the opposite of vigilantism and incitement. I'm asking for calm, respectful investigation to be done.
0: As you write, talking to Tony Kennett, he is uh, an investigative columnist for The Daily Signal, a radio host at 93.1 FM WIBC in Indianapolis. The College Republicans called for Butler, Butler University, To follow the non-discrimination policies you're discussing of its own Office of Student Activities. But you're saying that the person who runs the Title IX side of things turned this back on the Republicans. First, what is the Title IX coordinator? What is their job? And what did the Republicans specifically hear from this coordinator at Butler University?
1: The Title IX coordinator currently at Butler University, her name is Azure Swinford. She was just hired on in August of 2023. She used to work at Indianapolis Public Schools in their Title IX office. Title IX is gender-related discrimination law. Uh, Title VI would be more racial discrimination law, which is what Butler is alleging here. But uh, according to emails that we received, uh, Swinford received complaints from the pro-Palestinian students and then filed basically a request for investigation. And then Butler appointed her, the lady who filed the petition for investigation to investigate the situation. But by that time, again, according to the emails that she sent, she had clearly decided the college Republicans were guilty because she told them, take down your Instagram post. And I quote, don't post anything else that incites end quote. So by that quote alone, She's already told them that she that she thinks that they're guilty. And then the next five weeks were silenced. She said they could be disbanded. Maybe the university would give them a warning. Results are still pending.
0: So the Butler Republican Club, uh, as they see it and you report it, they were you feel uh, looking into this, they were threatened by Butler University and by uh, Swinford, who runs this Title IX office.
1: Absolutely. I believe, especially given the status of a lot of students kind of getting ready to graduate, uh, that the organization was, again, told that they could be disbanded. I do believe that this constitutes being threatened into silence. And that's unacceptable of any organization anywhere.
0: Uh, you note that uh, the Daily Signal, and I'm quoting here, uh, par- I, I, I'm quoting, has not been able to find any document indicating that Butler University is investigating. The behavior or activity of Students for Justice in Palestine during this rally, the rally that you're referring to, and and groups like this, Students for Justice uh, in, in Palestine. Uh, and then there's you know Jewish Voice for Peace. This is all reminiscent of Monty Python. It's the People's Front of Judea and the Judean People's Front, and it all gets rather <laughs> rather confusing. This event from this group, uh, Students for Justice in Palestine, this anti-Israel group, and and that's me saying it. Um, this didn't happen on the Butler campus. Does that change the dynamic of how Butler
1: responds to it? According to the non-discrimination policy in the student handbook, students are students at Butler, whether they are on campus or not on campus. That's the agreement signed with student organizations and with students between Butler when they go to the university. And because of that, everyone has to play by the same rules. So that means if we're going to investigate Republicans for what they say on or off campus and whether that aligns with a non discrimination policy, one would expect that the Students for Justice in Palestine would be held up to the same standards. But in this situation, that does not appear to be the case.
0: The, um, the Butler University uh, Republican Club, there, uh, have they. So you're saying that it's been weeks that they haven't heard anything from the university since this, or has there been more conversations of, if you do this, if you say that, if you have an event here, you will be held responsible and possibly expelled, et cetera. Uh, Have they been warned in any way? Have there been explicit threats of being removed from the campus, removed from the student body?
1: Uh, So Azure Swinford has met with the college uh, Republican president and then the upcoming president for the next term. Uh, a couple of times, but no update that I have been told of on any situation regarding where the investigation is at has been given. There is no indication as to where this investigation is currently, how this investigation was conducted. And in fact, the, the two young men had a meeting uh, with Swinford in which she stated, um, It made it sound like the investigation was complete, but maybe it wasn't complete. They're completely in the dark in this situation. And over such a simple claim, this should have been investigated open and shut in a week. Did the Palestinian students or the pro-Palestinian protesters, I should say, did they make this chant or didn't they? Because that's what you're condemning. That's all they had to do. Now you have. It's taken over six weeks to answer it.
0: You have video of this. You saw That's this cool. happen in that video. You are saying that some of the things chanted were long live Palestine, which would be a questionable thing. What does that actually mean? Not a victim, not a crime, not a nickel, not a dime, nor nor no more room. You, you, you say it says for Israel's crimes. Uh, now, you're saying that not a victim, not a crime. Is that uh, to the idea that Israel is not a victim? They deserve what they get. Or is that to the ideas we have heard from others on other campuses and other places? Uh, We heard this, for example, in Oakland, in one of their uh, town hall kind of meetings. Uh, No one from Israel was killed by Hamas. That was all the IDF and that propaganda that somehow Israelis killed their own people.
1: I've heard both. But at the time when that chant was chanted, I had not seen on social media or abroad anyone saying that Israel had done this to their own citizens. At that time, the justification on social media, because remember, at this time, Hamas was still openly bragging with social media and GoPro videos of what they were doing. So it was, at that point, difficult to suggest it was all a big psyop. So instead, at that moment, I believe, based on the context that was going on around social media, that it was justifying the actions of Hamas. And the evidence for this is footage from uh, the, what is it, the RT, that Russian channel that has a lot of Hamas individuals on, Al Jazeera, that were making these claims at that moment in time.
0: You, you have a quote from Jay Green, senior research fellow in the Heritage Foundation's Center for Education Policy and Daily Signal is part of uh, Heritage Foundation, and, and he states, and I'm quoting, launching a harassment investigation against an organization for objecting to harassment by another group has a chilling effect. If this were done to groups expressing concerns about police abuse or sexual misconduct, everyone would recognize how inappropriate it was. But because it was done by Republicans expressing concerns for Jews, Butler sees no problem. Um, is the is the point of of this expose as you're doing this reporting to try and is is the result to try and get Butler to recognize that they're engaging in their own harassment of students? Is this to just show that the these double standards, li- like Mr. Green is discussing here, are happening everywhere and with impunity? What, what would you like to see the result of your reporting be?
1: The first and primary result of this reporting is that because Azure Swinford is the Title IX coordinator, which is a federally funded position even at a private university, I believe that there are questions regarding the ethicality of this investigation. And I think that if federal funding is being used unethically, I think that there should be a federal investigation into how Butler is allowing students to be investigated using federal money. That would be the first and foremost thing. But number two is, yes, as you mentioned, I'd like to bring awareness to the intense double standard here, which is that you're right, this would be insane. Imagine someone was sexually assaulted, they called for an investigation and they themselves were investigated. It would be insane. It would be just Beyond foolishness. But this is the standard that a lot of these DEI offices have set. I mean, Swinford is the, I think, the associate director or the assistant director of institutional equity. And this is how these organizations function. Some groups are protected, some groups aren't. And that determines who receives justice and who doesn't. Tony
0: Kinnett, investigative columnist for the Daily Signal, weeknights at 7 p.m. on 93.1 FM WIBC. In Indianapolis, you find him on the X Twitter at The Tonus, T-H-E-T-O-N-U-S. Tony Kennett, always appreciate it. I've got more to get to. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today.